0: Your character is as deficient as your horsemanship. I shall bid you good night.
1: Today on Dating While Tamil, we talk Bridgerton Season 2, the current itch show when it comes to sultry period pieces. Representation matters, and Bridgerton really brings out the melanin. Dating While Tamil is brought to you by MyTamilDate.com, the best place to meet Tamil singles from around the world. My name is Ari, and let's just get into this. I am here with two lovely people, and they are experts. I, I like to call them experts in, you want to call it trash TV, or do you want to call it the new hot thing? It's, trash
2: TV. Uh, trash TV all the way.
1: Yeah, there you go. We've embraced the trash, uh, the trash band as we are. We're talking about Bridget- Bridgerton season two, and it's a distinction because in season one, there are very different things at play. And these two, we'll talk to, about it. And let's start with Michelle here because she's color coordinating with Mitouk over here. So tell me, if, if I was someone who's listening, watching right now, and I had no idea what Bridgerton is, what is it? What's going on? Oh,
2: well, I think it's just, you know, I'm focused on season two right now, but yes, uh, redefining the period piece, In a world where colour and race, although um, differences are celebrated, the society is actually treated as one of equals in terms of race, at least. The class issue is still there, but we're exploring a family, a particular family, their relationships, their friendships, and the struggles they go through in a period piece drama slash trash TV. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Extraordinaire. Archana, you have anything to add to that? Um, I mean, it's a great description. I just want to hear what you think.
0: Oh, it's just like a great steamy romance. Like, let's be clear here.
1: (laughs) I gotta scrunch my face for that. Steamy, steamy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, everyone watches it and it's like, you know, you you almost wish, like, you know, when you read a lot of historical romances, you always want to you see yourself, you wish you lived in like that you know, Victorian era with the big ball gowns and everything. But realistically, like especially being South Asian women or like we're never in there. Like I always used to laugh and say, if I was actually the Victorian era, I'd be a servant. (laughs) Let's just be realistic.
1: (laughs) You know, it's a it's a spicy thought. Like sometimes when you're into the two a.m.s and you're having those uh, conversations under the influence and you're like, I wonder what it would be like to be working there in whatever 1820s 50s London or wherever whatever time zone but then like you said I would probably be a a chamber boy or something and you know just running around a rapscallion being beaten by the wood or something there is the romanticism that we have and I think growing up we see you know Cinderella just like a Disney perspective and everything else that's related to that kind of literature you're reading it and you think that could be me you're taking yourself out of your skin but that's not the realistic point of view here. But yep. when you see something like season two come out, how does that change the narrative to you? I'll, 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 I'll go back to you, Michelle, in a second, because Archana here has read the books.
0: <laughs> yes, I have. I've read them all obsessively and and <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> no, it was great because, I mean, For me, reading the books, like, obviously, all these characters in the books were white, right? There was never a Black character. There was never a South Asian character. And for them to kind of bring it forward and say, hey, you know, this character, this main lead is now going to be Indian versus you know white it was amazing because you you watch it and now you suddenly feel relatable now i think back to those books and i'm like oh i could have really been there you know you could have really been one of those main characters because in this fictional world they created a possibility of having this ethnic diversity rather than you know just literally what it would have been which is an all white england which makes sense at the time
1: oh totally makes sense not in my mind but yeah it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's great that you have the perspective that that you actually read the books, and it was probably some time ago. So there is distance there, yeah, maybe not narratively for you in your emotional mind, but now it's like, yeah, you are there. You could have been uh, reading the what's the what's the Gossip Girl newspaper that comes out that they oh Whistle heard. Down, oh. What's, whistle. yeah, exactly. And that's like Gossip Girl, right? It's like the same thing. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's a Michelle, how
2: did <laughs> yeah Gossip M- Girl. Michelle, how,
1: how did that uh. How did that speak to you in terms of just seeing the representation? Because that's really what this is about. Seeing something as young, I would consider us still young chaps, <laughs> um, seeing ourselves represented in a, not only just a colonial type setting, but a romantic setting. I mean, Ro- that's not a really romantic
2: realistic. setting, but also... Um, the representation that isn't even in our own industry, like in Bollywood, and South Asian drama, we still see fair skin, we still see beauty standards that have been upheld for decades in the movies. And here we have a Hollywood production and we have a dark skinned, very confident, very assertive, knows what she wants, um, South Asian woman. And I think more than anything, that drew me in from the first few seconds. And I think in our culture, um, especially the Tamil culture, we are raised to uh, uh, educate our women. Women are celebrated for their accomplishments and um, encouraged to pursue education, pursue knowledge, read. And that is all celebrated in the show. It's very clear right from the get-go that the two South Asian girls um, have... Uh, receive the highest form of education are well versed in languages and novels and and that's something that we can connect to right away like so outside of the actual plot and uh, their other relationships I think that's established from the very first episode and I was hooked from that point on because you can connect to that
1: well Uh, To the viewers out there, obviously, there are going to be some spoilers in this episode. This spoiler alert may be too late, but the title will kind of tip you off that we were going to talk about this show. So if you had no idea what the show is, I'm sure a quick, uh, you know, Google search would suffice. I like the fact that they the two sisters, they come with their own drama, but it's not that Bollywood drama that you see. And they are. uh, Let's just say they are darker skin. They have the melanin. They don't subscribe to that isn't there like some russian actress that was in some bumble movies or some bollywood movies oh amy jackson yeah or something like come on i mean she was such a big hit because well i mean it it is kind of a novelty to see that but at the same time how many movies is she gonna do just on that novelty i mean it's it's very strange that that is celebrated only and not the other side of the coin
2: but even the small nuances like um you know, when we have to assimilate in a North American culture, like my, you're calling me Michelle, as most of mm-hmm. my friends do, and we have to adopt these Western names to be accepted. And so do they. We have Kate and Edwina. But um, one of the moments that like really just melted me is when uh, the male lead actually calls her by her authentic Indian name. And it just reminded me how, like, really the first person I actually in love with who I'm married to right now and how he insisted on calling me Niluja and he would not call me Michelle even though he heard my friends and people calling me by my assimilated name he insisted on calling me by my authentic name and uh, that same thing happens on the show so those little things like that I just really appreciated.
1: Well, I, you know, to be honest, I had no idea what to call you when I first met you because <laughs> it's like, am I meeting you in a professional setting or is this kind of like a casual thing? Because I don't know which one represents <laughs> what. It, and that's the problem with the code switching. Yes. <laughs> Something I'll never solve.
2: Different chick on a different day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I love it. It's um, taking a second to grasp all of that. So... Archana, what do you think comparative, uh, obviously, there's the comparison to the books that you've read, and everyone was Caucasian there. What, other than it being a different medium, how has this show now changed for you emotionally, because you're seeing our skin tones there?
0: No, it was it's it's absolutely phenomenal to kind of be able to look at it because it's also one of those things where you can see how further productions and other television shows can adopt this similar philosophy, which is, you know, taking a period piece or any piece, really, and just saying, look, this is a work of fiction, so let's add the parameters in where we can create something that's somewhat realistic, i.e., you know, we still have class issues, we still have race, we still acknowledge race in in the shows, but at the same time, race is not the biggest issue in the show, right? Like, it is not all about being black or brown or white or whatever your skin color is. It's really about the nuances of, in this case, family and class, right? And at the end of the day, class and money speaks to all cultures and all levels because that's always prevalent in every society. So we can really kind of embrace that and you know take away the fact that, yeah, is this historically accurate? No, but who cares? It's a work of fiction. So let's go with it, right?
1: And that's the best part. I think like we mentioned off camera before, I think growing up or when you were reading this before, you can you, you can put yourself in that situation because it's your imagination. You'll just do that anyway. But now when you see it, it's that subtlety of it feeding into your mind and, and of the visuals and everything. It's like, Oh, that dress looks amazing on that skin color. That's yeah. something that you might subconsciously think. And we're talking about dress because of the protagonists in this case are both considered women. So in, in your perspectives, you could probably unconsciously embed that in, in your minds going, wow, I could be that person when I'm reading this or watching this in the future, I am in that bed in that steamy love scene as you, like to describe things <laughs> <steamy. laughs> yeah. and, and i think like you said in further sources of and uh, all the mediums that come come into the future even in little twitter shorts if you have more of that representation the the youth will basically just imagine themselves there and they will start writing more stories that are diverse and that's oh, that's, that's, that's amazing
0: Well, like, I mean, I have a, so I have a friend who has like a young daughter. She's like four at this time and she has a like they're twins and so she's like i don't know where it came from but one of these days she walked in the house and was like oh like i wish i was lighter lighter is prettier you know and she was trying to figure out where this was coming from because she's like i've always told her she's beautiful she's like no one's ever really talked about skin color so where where is she getting this from and she's like literally i had to go pull out you know like look here's aladdin there's like a brown protagonist or look here's tiana on princess and the frog and they're just as pretty and look you look like jasmine how pretty are you and she's trying to coach her into all of this but at the same time she doesn't want to really stress you know your skin color and race because she's only four and she doesn't want that to be the top of her mind but it makes you wonder with movies and stuff that of the genre that come out as she gets older and she sees herself in these shows, it's going to be less about, Oh, I need to be blonde and blue eyed and white in order to be beautiful. Like, look, you've got these great amazing leads and they're dark skinned and you know, they're just as successful and you can now be that character.
1: Yeah. One of them was uh, already starring in sex education, which is a really popular show also on Netflix, I believe. So it's not like she's some newbie or some token that they just threw in there. It's someone with acting chops and experience, right? So that's obviously great to see.
2: I also have two little girls. And I think despite the representation and the fact um, that there's a strong darker skin lead, if that was a submissive character, if that was a character that was very similar to the other women on the show that it was trying to fit, fit into in. uh, a man's idea of what a partner should be, uh, I wouldn't be really excited about this or my daughter's watching this at all. But the fact that that representation is paired with such a dynamic, strong, sure of herself character who really doesn't give too much F. So what anyone has to say about her life and her choices and who she is. Perhaps your sister aimed straight on the field, but surely she would have some trouble managing. Why
1: would you assume I had any trouble managing at all, my lord? I only mean to say... Because I am a woman? No, no. I did not say that. But you thought it.
2: That is the type of woman that I want both my daughters to grow up seeing that type of representation that that is what I want you to be I want you to know who you are I want you to know what you want out of life and no one's opinions should deter you from that and that yeah I can't wait to watch the show with them one day
1: <laughs> well, like, I, you know by, by then there'll be like the show will be whatever and there'll be a new like Wheel of Fortune with all an all ethnic cast, you know, so. But
2: it will still be one of the first that I've seen. It'll have some emotional significance for me. And hopefully that will translate.
1: Well, it's true. It's like um, when uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the show Walking Dead, the zombie show that had one of the first, if not the first instances of a Korean American or Korean actor kissing a white Caucasian female or woman. That it, that's basically never happened before or not, not in that big a stage. So I'm, I'm like, I was floored that I saw that even as an article, even if it was kind of clickbaity. It I haven't seen that that much for this show because they might have happened before. But the fact that I don't see it is actually progress, that it's way more normalized and it's OK, which, like you said, like when you are watching it with your daughters when you're older or any other show, that you could be like, I was there when this was already normal. So it's not like you're just experiencing it. And then Archana, you're going to be like, oh, there was a time when I read stories filled <laughs> with, with, with the ivory skin tone, I but know, now right? Ebony Rises or something. <laughs> oh, funny, funny story. I was showing the trailer to some people talking about this uh, in preparation, and they were like, oh, those two characters aren't Black. They were like, oh, they're Indian. Wow, that's so interesting. I never thought it's like they never thought that that would be possible, too, in their mind. Right. Like they never consciously would say that, but in their mind, it's and that's what we're talking about. You, when you subconsciously grow up with this stuff, you you just you would never think that there was an issue with race, almost.
0: Yeah, and if the cast had been all white, you wouldn't have thought anything of it. it, it which is why it means so much more that they took the effort to kind of cast different people. Which kind of makes you begs the question, you know, will they do that with? next further seasons that come up with other characters though knowing what I know I don't think it'll happen too much but you know
2: you never know I find it interesting that you know there is controversy about their portrayal of um with the South Asian characters because they're kind of borrowing a little bit from different South Asian cultures and people are really mad about it like a word like appa but then a tradition from a North Indian and it's I think it's beautiful because they're trying to celebrate different aspects of all types of Indian culture and incorporate and show the traditions and what you do before a wedding or, you know, what the the customs, the traditions. And who cares if it's not from one specific South Asian culture? There's so many similarities we have. And just because the language from one is different from a, a traditional um, a ceremony that they're displaying it's just like can't we just celebrate the beauty of South Asian culture in general
1: I but I think everyone wants to see that note where they're at home watching this and their hometown is like shouted out somehow it's like oh that's from the the mean streets on the east side of Chennai I've been there and that's where they got this custom I mean everyone wants to see that I know I know what you're saying and that would be you know it, it That would be nice, too, but I think it's more neutral to just have a mixture and be a little non, I guess, just not be so accurate and just be more vague. So a person who has no idea about these cultures would probably look it up themselves if they were so inclined. Mm -hmm. Every time there is an Indian-esque character on a show, I think uh, Mindy Kaling on The Office, they never really talk about exactly where she's from. You know, they they, they they know that she's Indian and that she's South Indian, particularly because of some of the um, jokes that she makes. If anyone watches The Office, there's this point where she's like, great. Well, my middle name is some crazy long name. I wish it was like something else. And she was so pissed. Well, you know,
0: my middle name is Rajani Gonda. And I hate it. I hate it.
1: So it, there is like a subtle nod to where she may be from, but the, only someone who's in the know would know. But then those are the people writing those articles, I guess, and complaining.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it also, I I think that that comes with, like, progress in time as well, right? So we're talking about right now, in this moment, I think it's totally fine to, like, be borrowing from different aspects of Southeastern culture. And as we, as a society, get more aware of all the different nuances with different cultures, it makes more sense to maybe get more streamlined as we go, potentially. Because, you know, it's easy to then... the the slippery slope that everyone wants to try and avoid is, you know, the same question of you can't call somebody who's Chinese Korean or Korean Japanese. And you don't blanket that statement by just saying, oh, look, like here's like, we just say Asian, but then to kind of get specific. And then, you know, if somebody was sitting there and, and say this character was Chinese, but then saying Korean words, but then, you know, literally, you know, doing something of Japanese culture, we would say, yeah, that was pretty offensive. And so in a sense, I can understand why people would get up in arms about the fact that, look, she's borrowing words from Tamil, but then her background sounds like it's like maybe... it's Sharma, yeah. Yeah, Sharma, like Indian. So, you know, for people who are writing, be cognizant that there are different cultures and we're not just one big blob. And to kind of identify ourselves like that would be a little disingenuous to our whole society as a whole because we're there's too many of us right and we do want that differentiation but given that we're just starting out i kind of go back to like let's have a little bit of leeway it's true comes in steps here's step one we actually have a darker skinned main character yes is it really precise as to where she's from and the words she speaks no but that's our next step you know Climb each hill as we go. Don't just sit there and expect everything to work out perfectly right away.
1: Yeah, even in Black Panther, the, um, they, uh, the creators and the art direction, it was always to um, take different aspects from their uh, fictional Wakanda city, uh, where Black Panther's from in the Marvel universe, and just marry that with different aspects of African culture from e- different countries. And I may not be perfectly accurate on that, but they didn't just take from one is my understanding. And I think they made a move. They just made a judgment call there. I mean, it's not like you can please everyone. And like you said, for anyone to expect this to be the, the be all end all of representation and everything has to be historically accurate in a steamy period piece. <laughs> I don't you're kind of going into it the wrong way. There's this movie on Amazon Prime called Moonfall. It's literally where the moon falls onto yeah, the earth. If I watched that. I loved it. I love for, for what it, anyone who's watched like The Day After Tomorrow or 2012, any of those disaster movies, you know what you're getting into? King Kong versus Godzilla. You're not yeah. going in the, into that for like the, the scientific wherewithal of how Godzilla goes through this portal to meet with King Kong. You know, it's not going to work out. Is this show, um, is it accurate in portraying someone who is a counterculture to what we're known, like what we're used to? dainty, passive?
2: uh, Well, especially in Tamil movies, I don't think that every character is dainty and passive. And and I think we can all agree relationships kind of are the main plot, just like in this. In Tamil movies, I wouldn't say every single character in uh, Tamil or South Indian movies in general are dainty or submissive. But just the fact that she is, she's accepted. Like her mother has accepted her, her sister has accepted her society as more or less accepted and respects the fact that she's not interested in getting married.
1: And it, right? and it is her stepmother, which is another is nuance there. her stepmother,
2: there. Yeah. yes, definitely. But very um, clear that that is mostly the only mother that she's known and has really embraced her as her own. Her mother does not make any distinction that that's not her biological child, right? Right. And uh, the fact that she's accepted, she respects her wishes uh, is just something that is something that's different, I think. Even in in our culture, even if you are a strong-willed woman and um, you have ideas for yourself, ambition for yourself and relationships are the last thing on the list, I think we all can say that we've experienced immense pressure. Um, I don't think we're at a point yet where it's accepted that, hey, you don't need to get married you don't need to have kids uh, I can speak from experience myself um, and, but and I think that I always tell my husband that, that that's going to be a real challenge because even though I believe that fully um, because you've grown up with always having that put in your head that your purpose your end yes. goal is to um, prolong that legacy, procreate, like you're biologically made for this. Um, As a mother of two daughters, it's going to be something I have to consciously be aware of that to respect my children's choices. It was my choice to bring them into this earth, not their choice. And uh, just seeing that play out, seeing a mother who respects her strong-willed daughter and respects the fact that she doesn't want to get married. She has plans for herself. Uh, that was a great example for me. And I already thought I was uh, a woman that was like that. But just seeing that representation, seeing a mother that is treating her daughter that way, uh, it's a reminder that I have to do that as well.
1: That's well said. I think what I meant by uh, the daintiness of some of these Bollywood characters is they seem to paint a very similar portrait a lot of the times. And what I mean by that is they're feisty. They are strong-willed. They might have a sense of duty, but when it comes to the love interest, who they usually often fight off right at the beginning, it wears them down. And then it's like, oh, now there's some big fight. And of course, damsel in distress. And I feel like throughout this, show you have Kate especially when she first meets um why do I blank out his name Anthony Anthony yeah when she first meets him she's on horseback they're really showing that she's a fearless person just going in the fields by herself and she and when he says hey you know it it, you know what amounts to do you need help she's like no I'm good (laughs) you know basically when they meet when they they meet later she's just like oh that's who he is I didn't know and I didn't even care to ask when I first met him Uh you know what I mean? So it wasn't even like a, I'm not fighting you. There's no none of that rapscallion behavior like we do see in Bollywood movies where it's like I'm too good for you. It's just this is yeah. me and I'm, I'm OK with you being here, but I don't need you. And, she, and for the longest time, that's how she is, because when she starts developing those feelings, she's still fighting it off because of the sense of duty that she has. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and that's not unique, but I think it's really good that they did put that in this show, that she is dutiful
2: and uh, but from the second second they meet they set the tone that she is his equal in every way I don't think we see that in Bollywood she is his equal and that's why he's so attracted to her part of the reason
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but I also just like I mean sometimes the, the I mean for me personally the issues I always have with Bollywood is I haven't grown up with you know, living in a lot of these countries where a lot of the situations that they're going to encounter for me seem particularly relatable, not to say that I can relate to living in the Victorian era, but it's a culture that I've grown up with. So kind of the interaction makes a little bit more sense to me and and, and the dialogue makes sense to me, whereas oftentimes to your point you know, when you watch Bollywood movies, it's the fight and somebody always has to rescue her. At the end, there's almost always a rescue, right? She's always going to be the damsel in distress. And as a reward, you know, she is now in love with him because, you know, he saved her, right? And and that's the piece that's, you know, we always talk about in terms of like, you know, masculinity and femininity. Like one of the things that we really want to convey to, you know, even like our sons as they grow up is saving someone does not equate someone falling in love with you. You can save someone and they can literally just be like, I still do not care about you. And that is perfectly okay. You do not need to be rewarded for saving someone, which I do think Bollywood culture tends to perpetuate because it perpetuates the whole damsel in the stress, the Disney princess idea that, you know, you go in and your prince, you're always looking for your prince charming to save you. Even if your character comes in starting to go, I'm feisty, I don't need anybody. Exactly.
1: like but it's I still need saving.
2: I still need saving in the end, right? And you're I'm, like, I'm, why? <laughs> or feisty, I still need but... someone to complete me. Like I'm not exactly. complete on my own. That, yeah, that's really true.
1: Well, I think yeah. Bollywood takes from like Plato or who whomever, I forgot who it was who postulated that we are born as a single and we're looking for our equal and blah blah blah. But it but in the like you said in Bollywood, it's I'm going to put up a fight, but really, you know, when it rains and there's a fight and machetes are drawn and I need to be saved and all that.
0: Exactly. And and really, how often is someone fighting a machete fight for you? Like, why are why why is this the thing that must always happen? I think
1: right? you're forecasting weird karma here and there will be some sort of machete, <laughs> machete fight, machete in, fight. The news, in the news very soon.
2: Why don't you both think of that banter that was going back and forth consistently between Kate and Anthony. Like that's something I don't think ever happens in Bollywood, like that frequent back and forth banter.
1: Well, I, I like that it wasn't as, um, again, going back to Bollywood, if, if, if we're using that as an anchor here in, in, in those, I think in a lot of those movies, it's like the guy is really, the male protagonist is really like crushing heart. And and it's, it's a really like a mouse and cat chase. Whereas here, like you mentioned before, they are equals. So they're both in an event where they're both equal because the families are of a certain class. And it isn't so much where one guy's leaning over her and just saying, if you do this for me or come out with me, then you again will be rewarded with this and that. And then, oh, why not? And it's that little flirty nature of, Will they, won't they, because she is just being standoffish. They always paint the woman as being standoffish and trouble and, you know, hard to get. I think in this case, you almost think that it's the reverse, if anything.
0: Oh, yeah. And like, she literally does not want a relationship, which makes sense, because really, like, if, if you go back to that era she did see marriage as a constraint right like you do lose your freedom you do lose Mm -hmm. your sense of choice you do lose your identity as an individual when you got married back in that time and so for her yeah freedom and choice was to remain single um, so, I mean, the banter really was, I mean, and I think that's really akin to, you know, Western society, that you are going to see that kind of dialogue, because it's very Pride and Prejudice, you know, Yes, very much for like those period pieces, that was what it was all about. It's all about the banter. It's all about the I'm not interested in you. You know, I don't want you. And then eventually, I'm gonna fall in love with you. And, you know, we will ultimately still end up together very much like in a, any other show. But it's not there's not like this big rescue that has to happen in order for them to get together. It's very much like we're two people that are interested in each other. We don't want to be interested in each other and we will ultimately end up together. But you know, it's not like we're overcoming these ridiculous hurdles to get through it. It's literally a pride and prejudice situation. Like this was the, the, that was the basis of this kind of romance that we were seeing in this
2: particular scenario.
1: Yes. One of my favorite
2: parts. Oh, sorry. Go. Um, Oh no, I was just
1: saying, like the sun is setting on me here, but yes,
2: it's just my light is right
1: here. So I'm just gonna (laughs) change stuff. Continue on, continue (laughs) on.
2: I think one of my favorite parts is when, not that they um, reveal their feelings together, but they reach a mutual understanding that there's something going on between them. And she tells them like, that's okay, we'll just get over it. Like, we'll move on. This is just yeah. a moment of weakness and we will get over it. And I identified so much because sometimes like when you try to plan your life and things happen just in an inconvenient time or is not fitting in with your plan. And that's such a, such a characteristic of a strong, strong-willed woman. Like, I will just, I'll get over it. This is just a blip in the road and, you know, let's move on. And he has nothing left to say, but like, okay, okay. And he jumps on his horse and rides away. <laughs> it's just such a great moment in the show.
1: Well, it's also like it goes back to that that like they're so concerned with their duty. And from his perspective, he's literally interviewing women at the beginning, right? Is, is this person the best match by class, by hip-bearing circumference? You know, like <laughs> is that going to be a match to me? It has nothing to do with his heart. He literally says falling in love is the worst part of the, like he doesn't want that. That's gonna get in the way of him finding a match that matches him. But
2: how they explain that that fear of falling in love and how it ties back to both of their childhood uh, childhoods, I think that was a, they did a brilliant job of showing how trauma in um, watching your parents, watching your parents suffer, um, how what an impact that can have on your future relationships and watching him just go through his interview process of dating. Yeah. Isn't that like uh, Uh, tinder these days or or going out on dating apps or Ari, when we had the my tamil date speed dating event and you're watching all these couples it was reminiscent of that i did i
1: enjoyed that time and i hope um speed dating comes back into a thing for you know in real life irl because uh you know we've had enough of these tinder dates for sure everyone wants to meet in real life i think uh what something that is very subtle that i noticed is um So his favorite color, or something that he prefers, is lilac. And as the series progresses, you start seeing her wear lilac more.
0: Purple,
1: right? Yeah. I didn't notice that. I didn't
0: actually remember that he said that that was his favorite color. I'm surprised. Yeah, he uh, was his father's favorite flower. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was because of that. And he's (laughs) holding. I think someone, a character beside him, is holding it a lot, and they kind of mentioned that. So it's it's like a a very subtle nod in like the progression of, of 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 how color is you know, uh, part of his emotional state and maybe how she picks it up or maybe just how they dress them, how the set design just or art direction was. Also
2: back to our culture and how, you know, when you're wearing saris and all these outfits and you have darker skin, uh, I remember, you know, saying that certain colors are not allowed because they don't look good on your skin. That's for fair (laughs) skinned. girls so the fact that she can wear these vibrant bright colors that I remember being told you know those colors no like stay away from those um that was I'm sure that was worked in as well and I uh the actress who plays Kate um often talks about how she loved wearing these bright vibrant colors
1: yeah I think her name is uh let me just look at Simone I think Simone Ashley or something yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting, hmm. yeah, never really thought about it that in depth, even though I have a book on color, but uh, it's more about psychological stuff. But maybe that's, a, maybe that's a part of it. I think it's interesting that um, a show like this exists today, even though we think it should have existed probably 10 years ago. Do you think with within, like you said, your children will watch this in the future with you, and they will have a great time. Do you think it's an accurate portrayal of assuming that you're in the right class how an interracial relationship should go
2: I don't think just an interracial relationship mm-hmm. I think That's this is it. the dating world yeah. <laughs> how the dating world should go e- uh, either you're choosing like the girls at the beginning to try to guess the answer they're trying to guess Anthony's answer what is going to come what does he want because yeah. if I can guess what he wants he'll choose me as his wife whereas I don't know, when I became newly single, my mantra was, I don't give a shit what anyone wants. It's all about what I want. I'm going to be true to myself. And if a man can't handle who I am, they're not for me. And um, that message comes out pretty clearly in uh, Kate's character. Um in terms of her sister, you, you think uh, early on that she's going to be more like those other girls, but then she does stand up for herself. And you realize that what Kate has been pouring into her, um, she does have that self-confidence. She does want to know who she is and what she wants out of life. And uh, that was a refreshing message as well.
1: Anything to add there, Arch?
2: No,
0: I mean, I think for me watching it, it was, very much, I mean, it's true. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've read so many of these novels. Frankly, <laughs> 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 all
2: very similar. That, that's,
1: that's amazing <laughs> that you've read so many of these, uh, in this genre in particular.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, many genres. Um, But in general, like, you know, so you'll always, whenever you read the stories, right, it always, the, the background's always, you know, you have the wallflowers who will ultimately end up stepping up and they've all got their, opinions the spinsters that are going to come in later to be like you know your strong women care female characters and then there's like you know every other character in there which usually is an insipid little you know society what? yeah exactly who <laughs> <laughs> literally just regurgitates what everybody's saying because their parents want them to find a match right and realistically that is 100 true that was probably more accurate as to what happened back then than anything else because realistically you had to marry within that class because you had to keep your fortune going and you had to keep that generational wealth within your particular plot. Because in a lot of cases, the, the title, the wealth, and the land was all tied to continuing your legacy. And if you yeah. did not continue your legacy, it was moving right out of that chain to either like a cousin or a second cousin. Any male heir that could at least, what they believe, contain the blood to pursue that you know title going forward. So really, when when you see these characters that are, you know, spunky and rambunctious and uh, like, you know, they have yeah. a solid opinion. That's that's unusual for the time period. But I love that that's what we celebrate in television. And that's what makes it interesting television, because we want to portray that to everyone else going forward. And we want our kids looking at that and saying, that's that should be what we strive for in terms of all of our interactions, right? This is what You want to be that interesting person that stands by their own opinion versus anyone else, even though society kind of leads you down the path of being complacent, pretending like you are going to listen to what somebody says in order to get married or whatever that looks like for an individual. Right. You know, being able to stand by your truth, but at the same time, understand that compromise is sometimes necessary is a very fine line for a lot of people to walk because it's easy to sit and like that I'm me and I'm not changing anything, but you know, as we've all, I'm sure recognize in our relationship, marriage is compromise. <laughs> as much as we don't want it to be about compromise, there's compromise happening at different levels. And that is the reality of it, right? So you, you, you're you trying to walk the fine line of be who you are and stand by your values but you need to let go of certain things because when you're sharing a life with someone, and when you're in any family—I mean, anyone with siblings can speak to the fact that you can be independent, but your sibling ain't gonna like listen to you about it. You know. <laughs> it's very true. Like, they're the ones that like teach you, you have to share and you have to compromise. And that's what your future relationships are going to be like. And very much so when you watch these things, you want to see somebody who's independent, but at the same time willing to compromise and acknowledge that there are other things that you need to bend on, which I think the show does a good job at towards the end where Anthony ends up recognizing that, you know, there are things he needs to also acknowledge and give up in terms of his trauma and the things that he's going through in order to actually achieve this relationship same with the main character right she's got this huge sense of duty that she can never let go especially because she feels obligated that her obligated. sister must get married and finally to acknowledge that she needs to shed some of that in order to pursue this relationship and repair you know the damage that she's done with her sister because if she had at least been honest in the very beginning we probably wouldn't have gotten this far in the show
1: right you can't but- be honest right off the bat that's not how these shows work you know that Miscommunication—the but- only way. <laughs> exactly.
2: But also that, um, like, she's so she thinks she's being so selfless. She's carrying that that selflessness as her badge of honor, and uh, that idea to sometimes, like, it's okay to put yourself first, your happiness, what you want first because if you're happy you can make the people around you happy as well Um, you don't have to always be selfless so um all the time even in relationships there's that fine line by being willing to compromise but also know what to uh, stand up for because if you're going to be miserable uh, because you're not standing up for something that is really important to you, then um if you can't be happy, your relationship will ultimately fail as well. Uh, I think we have a responsibility to make ourselves happy, uh, not just make our partner happy.
1: And and going back to some of the other points, I I just really think they the show does a good job to make them feel like they just because they are of a certain class doesn't mean they don't have problems, right? Like that they shed tears like everyone else. They have trauma like everyone else. They show a man with trauma that he can express. And that like the strong female is, exists even in this world that she, again, she's not just about finding a partner that, uh, I mean, I think that's why like Frozen, the Disney animated movie was so popular, right? Like amongst uh, young and old because she just didn't care, right? The, the one of the sisters, not to the main one. And and in this case, it's the same thing. It's almost like she doesn't care, right? Yeah.
2: And a woman can go against something that is not socially accepted, right? They do have that steamy love scene uh, when they're both single. And I thought that was so empowering to see a South Asian woman do that for her exactly. own desires, her own happiness. But also she, she told her mom. She told her mom, without fear of retribution and she as he rushes spoiler spoiler alert but as he rushes and realizes what they've done and now I must marry her she lets him know that listen I did that for my happiness you owe me nothing I owe you nothing that was for both of us individually. I thought that was so refreshing. I don't think I've ever seen a Indian woman portrayed in and doing that. Maybe I have to watch Sex Life more, but <laughs> I'm not sure what her character was there. Sex education, I thought, yes. Sex education, sex yeah. education. Yeah. But um, that, was, that was a fantastic uh, scene as well. Um, near the end of the season. Mainstream media should have more women that are empowered that way. Um, She is desired, that's extremely important. She, um, you know, her uh, sexual prowess is an empowering thing for her, not something that she has to hide from, Nothing. not something she has to be ashamed about. And that is a message in our culture that we definitely have to work on. Does You shouldn't be labeled, you shouldn't be ostracized, you shouldn't be um, shunned in our culture if that is also part of confidence. If we can celebrate her intellectual confidence, we should also be able to uh, celebrate her sexual confidence.
1: And it sucks that even though in, in the recent world, in the Trump era and everything, it seemed like conservatives just came out of the sewers or something. And all of the liberalisms of sexual confidence was being hammered down like, oh, my God, like that woman makes a good friend, but not someone you'd want to spend time with realistically. Right. And I think this kind of throws that out the window. Right. And, And it doesn't even beat you over the head with it. It's not one of those. It's not like Wonder Woman where it's like, oh, she's very powerful and also super hot, you know, and they they really make you make it known that that's those are the two things she is. So I, I think I really respected that of the show. And again, I haven't seen the ending per se, but we don't want to ruin that for everyone who hasn't watched the show. I hope that by watching this, some people will be like, maybe I should catch up.
0: Well, I mean, the other thing, I mean, with the characters, right? And so this particular character is like a very strong character. But what you'll notice with as you go through the series if they make more <laughs> with the oh other they were
1: it's it's already been renewed for season three and season four
2: okay perfect so i'm pretty and sure they're coming you... back they're coming back for the season.
1: so archana yeah. you're set for a couple of years
0: <laughs> not, right but, but i think what i like is i know that the other characters that are going to come out of this regardless of whether they're south asian or not you're going to have like a character in here that's a little shyer that's a little bit less you know spunky but you know I I like that they're catering to the variety right and and that was the beauty of the books is that every protagonist female protagonist was just a little bit different one was an intellectual one was like the strong-willed you know Kate character you're gonna have another one who's just a lot softer she's strong in her own way but not in the conventional way that we understand. Like, she's not going to stand up for her opinion. She will, but she does it in a subtler manner. What are you talking that, about? Who are you talking about? Like, P- Penelope. Oh, Penelope. Right? <laughs> right? You can see Penelope already. <laughs> because she's, like, a little bit bigger. She's always been a wallflower. She's always yeah, on the sidelines. Yeah. She's got, obviously, a strong voice of this miss, being Miss Whistledown.
1: She's but, definitely going to be the antagonist going forward. Like, you can see how she's getting dark, you know, like, because of her problems with her friend and how they figured out she was writing all that stuff. So she's definitely gonna be evil in the in the new one. So
2: no 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 no. No no. I don't know. I don't think you've gone the right path.
1: (laughs) Trust me. You'll you'll see that they'll switch it up.
0: Oh yeah. They're they're not gonna stay true to the books anymore. They're gonna go off.
2: (laughs) But even Penelope's character, even though she in real like in IRL <laughs> in the real world. She's a little bit shy and more reserved. She has that alias. She has that dynamic, strong alias. And, uh, important to show that yeah you can be an empowered character if you're shy and reserved you yeah. can also have that part there of you that manifests in different ways even if it just manifests in quiet ways in your writing in what you like to indulge in um there's representation not just cultural representation but those personalities i love how um they're so much so diverse in the show yeah, and you have
1: that—you have that whole family that just, like you said, just—they just want to get married off, right? Like the whole family of women, they just, yeah, they're just racing to have a kid, right? Like one of the, each one is just trying to get it in a different way, and that's totally fine, right? Like it—it it, 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 it flushes the whole show out, and and if it was a whole show full of strong-willed everyone, nothing would get done, of course. <laughs> and like right. I mentioned before, it does take compromise uh, very quickly. What is the worst part of this show? Like, is there something you don't like? I know you, Archana, have a different perspective based on the fact that you've read the books substantially and you probably sleep with them by your side. But <laughs> think about that for a second.
0: Honestly, I came away loving it. Like, I love the spin. Like, I love that they took... Modern music and made it classical, like you know. You got Material Girls playing in the background. You got Wrecking Ball. Like I literally play that soundtrack at home, just like <laughs> as I'm doing stuff. I'm like to my son, I'm like, look, I'm g- making you cultured because I'm making you listen to like symphonic music. But at the end of the day, you're it's making... really classical. girls like, I'm, so I'm
1: making. That's the quote of the day. I'm making you cultured.
0: <laughs> yes, because <laughs> you're not just listening to pop music. You're listening to a nice string quartet. <laughs> Like play
2: Material Girl
1: for you. You only get smart if you listen to strings. That's just the way it is.
2: <laughs> um, you know, I can't think of something. I kept expecting that my the uh, moment that I would not like. You know how everything culminates to in a wedding, but the fact that that isn't the focal point here. I really appreciated. Um, they really focused on the relationship, the um, what they were building together, and not the idea that um, it's you know the success is a wedding. So I th- that that I really really appreciated, and I you know, that with the pandemic and everything, that ma- message translates more, that it's more important, the life you're building together and not that one day of versus,
1: versus an event and...
0: I've always, okay, so I've watched both seasons of The Bridgertons thinking very much, and everyone I've talked to who's watched it is a girl. So what's your perspective as a guy watching this particular show? And do you think it appeals to men or is this definitely just like a female show that really just appeals to women watching it because it's kind of like a Harlequin romance, but not
1: really. You know, honestly, uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know, there's a lot of ways I can spin this, but I think the most accurate portrayal of this is uh, that question itself kind of sucks because it, it, it puts the idea, but it is a stereotype that men are just gonna watch a certain thing, right? But there are countless men that I know who identify as men who love Gossip Girl. And I brought that up a couple of times. And back in the day when Gossip Girl was in its heyday, some of us, even including me, when I was a little less like varied in what I liked, I was like, why are you watching that show? It's it's like, it doesn't really appeal to like a guy, right? But when you watch the show, you, you see it for the characters. You, you see yourself in some characters. And that's kind of our whole theme here, right? That, that you can actually do that now. And this show is basically the same thing. For me, it's a uh, high production value, the, the dialogue and the narrative, as you mentioned, Michelle, isn't corny and just so stilted and forced. Seems natural. And again, like I, I, coming from a media and technical background there, the lighting is on cue. The editing is really nice. You mentioned the soundtrack and how they just spin that subtly, bringing it up to its crescendo. These are small elements that I love. And hey, I, I did like the fact that there were some South Asians there, of course and
2: forgot about the soundtrack the soundtrack was just amazing
1: what would you like to see come out of this show like what is another genre of a show where you'd like to have them marry just just sprinkle in the ethnic characters where it's not a big deal
2: well starting off with like we have Maitri ramakrishnan in uh, what 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 was her show it's on Netflix.
1: never Uh, have i ever
2: never Never have i ever. So I definitely want selfishly because I have two little ones and I Oh do you
1: do you, do you have two little grow. ones? We haven't noticed.
2: <laughs> well, I want especially cuz they're girls and girls are so impressionable by what they see in the media. Yes. I would I do want more of that adolescent um, representation for them so it becomes commonplace. They don't feel like they have to go to Bollywood to see people who look like that. And my uh, girls too, they are, um, in terms of, we go back to shadism, they're completely different shades. So I'm oh. almost all, yeah, all arming myself for, for the battles. conversations <laughs> and, uh, that will come up with. But the more representation there is, the less of an issue I think that will be. Um, but these young dynamic women, because even in my, in uh, Never Have I Ever, you have her sister her or her cousin her mom and her but no other South Asian girls there's a lot of diversity in that show but that's one of the character right we we do lean towards having
0: like South Asian women now but I don't really see a ton of South Asian men right like and I want to say like because if I think about other than like Cal Penn Aziz Ansari who's a comedian I mean and both of them are actually comedians now that I think about it in the shows that they've done like you don't any other like brown character generally tends to be either very ethnic or or just
1: a side character
0: yeah a side character they're not the main lead and so I think kind of seeing that diversity all around where it becomes a little bit more seamless in in society where you're not like pinpointing it like having a having that um what was it the the action movie that just came out with Simu Liu Mm. oh Shang-Chi yes yes, exactly right having something like that where you have actually like an Indian character would be awesome right because we don't really see that um or like any kind of South Asian character in here would be really helpful because I think that's kind of where we're pushing and where we want to go where you're seeing their culture but and it's noted but it doesn't necessarily need to be like the main thing going forward it's something that you're you're looking at and is just you just identify with
2: and you're moving on right
1: yeah, and Marvel has another.
2: See, sorry, I would love to see a South Asian male that is intellectually desirable and physically desirable at the same time. That would be fantastic.
1: <laughs> Naluja, that doesn't exist in this it's world.
2: A, that's my husband. <laughs> that's my husband. <laughs> I, I knew you were
1: going to go there, so that's why I'm like, nah, he doesn't exist. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you, know, you know, like that. That's a problem with, um, I mean, Asian and South Asian men have been portrayed as, you know, just like. Doss, like not even docile we're just like we're not men we're just yeah. these we're just these clowns that are kind of around and just like i don't know like chai wallas. we serve tea or something and we're just like that's it we can't be we're the sexy friend. yeah we can't be the sexy kick-ass person and that's that's something I, obviously as a male that would be great to see in the future I, but i'm not gonna expect that right now I mean, it took forever for Shang Chi to be made, or Black Panther to come out, right? Yeah. Or even Wonder Woman, right? Like those things. It just takes time, and 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 I think we respect the process. But if you do see a, a lot of media now, there are a lot of South Asian characters just around, which is good enough for now. I mean, but we want it to be sped South up. A- they
2: in the news, you see a lot of South Asian like men and uh, you know, in that respect. But we need to see them in mainstream media as well because one thing about Bollywood going back to Bollywood in terms of shadism of male characters there's a variety doesn't exist there is a a rainbow um darker skinned men lighter skinned men are all considered very desirable in Bollywood um unlike with female characters and now like I want my girl seeing that as well
1: We're, we're supposed to be tall dark and handsome Um, I got screwed on all three of those. So, you know, but I still made it somehow, you You know, Ari, (laughs) I can't call myself handsome. That doesn't work.
2: That's why I did.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Shout outs to shout outs to both of you.
0: Oh yeah. No, I mean, the is always a complicated one, right? Like, especially now as we're all going to have kids growing up because, you know, one of the things you're sitting there going, you're like, you're, you're really promoting, like, wear your sunscreen. You know, it's not about getting darker. It's just about sunscreen. It's about healthcare. Like, you know, we want to make sure you don't get skin cancer. This isn't about shadism, but at the same time, you're sharing their way. But, you know, anyone darker is just as beautiful. Like, it, it the, the conversation, at least it's better now because I know that our parents are a little bit more aware of how they should be speaking to, like, even their grandkids and that that shouldn't be something that is brought up. Whereas, our grandparents you know you weren't going to change their mind right they were no. indoctrinated into the you know fair is better fair is always better you shouldn't be lovely it. and exactly right so i mean i can't blame our grandparents for their ideas but you know at least with a lot of our parents coming in now and growing up and, and being in western culture for a long